Live from New York, the city whose landmarks are familiar all over the world. The world center for shipping, transportation, communications, finance, fashions, and above all, entertainment. A city that pulsates always because of the millions of people who live here, work here, visit here. And in the heart of the metropolis, the great arena, Madison Square Garden, which has created and housed so many champions. And which is why tonight, from the garden, the most enduring champion of them all, Frank Sinatra comes to the entire Western Hemisphere live with the main event, Frank Sinatra in concert. Oh, man. So good. Wow. So good. What a, what a great beginning here to Frankly <laughs> Drinking. I'm your host, Lawrence. And I'm Luke. And you are listening to Frankly Drinking. Frankly Drinking quarantine edition number two, but also our New York show. Uh, We're still separated. We're still separated by uh, distance, but uh, not that far. But uh, through the magic of technology, we're able to record this show. Thank goodness. Yeah. And uh, we want to do a big shout out. I owe a lot to you, Larry, on that because you you put all this together, you know, you and and the fine folks at Apple and uh, Skype and yeah. Uh, Google and all all the nah Google I don't think I'm not sure Google did anything on this but no. definitely Skype and Apple Apple yeah. gets Apple gets a lot of credit here yeah but tonight's <laughs> all about tonight's all about the Big Apple so the, oh this is true this is yeah. true nice segue there yeah. it is about the Big Apple and um, yeah we just heard a little snippet from the beginning of the main event October 1974 Frank Sinatra at the Garden. In New York, and who does he have introduce him? But Howard Cosell, great, great introduction, and a, a quite a cool concert. I mean, it is it is of the moment. There's, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of tracks that are you know sort of distinct to that seventy early seventies mid seventies era. But uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. I'm sure we'll dive into a track or two from it at some point. But tonight, we just heard from Cosell, and the way he described New York is the way that. Uh, it's, it's the way I think of New York, kind of the the center of the universe. And um, uh, certainly with the struggles that New York has been going through with this, the uh, city and, and the state, uh, we just wanted to do a special uh, New York show because New York uh, means a lot to us. And New York meant uh, a lot of, to Frank Sinatra, who, who was born across uh, the river there in Hoboken, New Jersey, and looked across and saw the glittering lights and uh, wanted to uh, make it over there across the river, so to speak. But maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> no, I think that's great. I mean, that, that's exactly why we did this. It's, it's yeah. uh, you know, um, I had the good fortune of, uh, of living in New York City myself for only, only about three years. But, you know, it's, it, it feels like, it feels like college to me. It feels like when I go back, it feels like I'm going back to college. Um, I, I didn't live there long enough to, to, you know, to, uh, really experience big, big changes, uh, over like a decade. Right. But yeah. Yeah. I was there during nine 11, you know, uh, yeah. six months yeah. to the, almost six months to the day of moving there. I, I experienced nine 11. So, you know, I know, I know what it's like to be there when there's that kind of thing going on. And in a lot of ways that was, that was more, you know, this is more silent in a way 
uh, in that, uh-huh. you know, you're, you're just, it's not so visceral as nine 11 was, but, you know, just to see people hanging out of their windows at seven o'clock every night, banging pots and pans and screaming, you know, into the, into the air and, and giving the first responders and the, uh, the heroes, you know, what they deserve, which is, you know, all the praise. And, uh, that's, that's, you know, I mean, we're not doing that tonight necessarily, but right, we're, no. we just want we just want to prop them up and, you know, really, really talk about how great, uh, that city is and uh, what it meant to, to us and also what it meant to Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Now when Absolutely. I lived there, when I lived there uh, it was, it was years ago. I mean, I can't believe how long ago it's been. It, you know, it was 2001 to 2004. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, tonight I wanted to start us off with uh, a, a homegrown New York distillery, uh, New York's oldest distillery. In fact, what are you kidding New York, me? New York's oldest distillery uh, going back to 2010 <laughs> because they passed laws uh, at some point in New York City so that they could actually start distilling spirits again for the first time in eons, you know, uh, hundreds of years. Wow. Uh, they were able to start distilling spirits. And um, and so this this small little um, distillery took up the cause uh, deep in Brooklyn and, and they had one still in their little warehouse uh, it was a very small warehouse. And then they ended up moving over to the uh, Brooklyn Naval Yards, uh, which oh, is great. Okay. So the Brooklyn Naval Yards uh, was right down the street from my, uh, my first apartment in New York in Dumbo in Brooklyn. So I lived in Brooklyn and you could walk down to the, where the Naval Yards were. And at that time they were, they weren't developed. They were just, uh, they were just leased out for different uh, boats and different, um, mm-hmm. you know, people leasing space, but now it's turned into a whole shopping and uh, mixed use, you know, workspace. And they've really developed it into something, you know, pretty nice and pretty great for the Brooklyn waterfront. So uh, the Kings County uh, Distillery uh, is in the the uh, Brooklyn Naval Yards. Uh, you can visit. They have uh, uh, tours. Um, they make a very young spirit. This is uh, their bourbon. Okay. Uh, it's It's very plain there's no there's no fancy label it's just a simple uh a simple small uh paper label i need to pull this up to show luke hold on let me reach for it oh i got it oh yeah i want to i want to see this yeah yes yeah put it on that skype deal there yeah Skype-a-roony. here we go yeah oh so it, it looks it oh, looks that's classy like, though it is very classy it's very it's uh they call it they they like to call it the hipster whiskey because basically okay. it, it, it's just a um it's a typewriter you know it's typewritten basically I yeah. don't know if it's printed yeah. like that but it, it looks like it's typed on a typewriter it looks very like it, it's coming from a uh, a, a lab you know okay. some sort of like testing lab to make sure yeah. it tastes good you know so um so this is their bourbon okay it is uh it's a straight bourbon whiskey which means it is uh, under four years. Uh, probably no more than two years old. Uh, it is 45% alcohol by volume at 90. And um, I I really like this stuff. I, I It's it's grown on me. It's a young spirit, but I really like it. And they, they're doing like a white dog. They're doing a rye. The rye is actually really good. And they, they started by selling not full bottles, but they started selling um, uh, these, these pints um, basically. Um, oh, pint size. Okay. And so they have huh. this, they have this little screw top on top 
uh, that they've kind of gravitated, gravitated towards the, uh, graduated to a uh, cork now on their bigger okay. bottlings. But yeah, it, it's like a little flask that you can carry around, you know, in your pocket. That, that pint bottle, that that would like come in handy at the movie theater kind of a or deal. Or at uh, the dropping of the, the ball in uh, oh, Times Square, right? Uh, yes. I mean, it's, it's a great yes. New York little pint that you can put, you know, put in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, f- I thought we'd start with this. And, and, uh, and um, you know, one thing they're doing right now, a, a lot of distilleries are doing this. But uh, Kings uh, County is doing this. They're making hand sanitizer um, just for uh, the community, but mainly for uh, the hospital workers and the, the medical wow. workers. Wow, very so cool. All the all the distilleries here in Atlanta are doing it. Um, I mean, they, they can just shift production on a dime. They don't have to age the spirit. They just basically distill the alcohol and they just, you know, they just put out yeah. 120 proof or whatever the proof is. Hand sanitizer. Yeah, whatever you need. Yeah, so you, 70% if you go to, alcohol, I think. Yeah, for if you if you go sanitizer. to your curbside liquor store pickup, they'll 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 bring some out to you. If you're if you don't have a hand sanitizer hand sanitizer right now, so. Hmm. Wow. That's good. That's good. Do they do they is it aged in New York? Do they age it? Mm-hmm. They, where do they age it? Do you happen to know? It's right there at the at the naval yards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. There's the um, right. the paymaster building, the paymaster for the navy. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, th- I think is is the building they're in. Oh. Yeah, but you know mm. it's young, but it's it's got a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't mix this. It's a mm-hmm. great little sipper. Um, it's not their bottle and bond is a little bit better. Um, to tell you the truth, but um, okay. But th- this thing you can tell. I mean, if at two years it tastes like this, it's going to taste you know. Like that old old Bardstown, that kind of chocolatey kind of thing that comes through on the notes. Um, even at this age, you're going to yeah. get a lot more of that, you know, in a couple of years. Um, but it doesn't taste like other younger spirits. It doesn't taste like super, um, like heavy on the grains or you know mm-hmm. barley or whatever. You know, you taste in a younger spirit like corn. I don't taste that at all. I taste a lot of good char and good flavor. Yeah. Larry, I like it. It's um, it's good, and and it's a little. There's something a little different about it. Uh, I'm not sure. I I can't really. I'm not sure what it is, but hey, it tastes good. It's uh, it's from it's from right there, in the Naval Yard, Brooklyn, right New there York across City, the water. baby. Yeah, they got a, so, they got a view of Empire, the Empire State Building, and everything, and um. Speaking of the naval yards, I think uh, it has a little connection to our our first Sinatra track. That's right, Larry. Um, tonight we've got uh, a, a classic song uh, from uh, "On the Town," the musical "On the Town," musical from 1944, the film from 1949, and um, it, just an absolutely fantastic movie. Uh, directed by uh, Gene Kelly and Stanley Donan, it was um, it was one of the few, one of the first musicals, maybe the first musical that was shot partially on location. And I'm telling you, they make the absolute most of that that on location shooting um, across the city of New York. And um, it's a great great movie. the The song we're going to hear is um, New York, New York from that. Uh, movie. It's not to be confused with uh, the later song that was also called New York, New York. 
But this song is um, it was written by uh, Leonard Bernstein, the music and uh, lyrics by Betty Comden and Adolph Green. And uh, the performers in the film, uh, surprise, surprise, uh, Frank Sinatra was was there uh, along with um, Gene Kelly and um, Jules Munchen. And the three are um, the, the basic setup of the film is that uh, they pull in for a 24 hour leave in New York and uh, they're sailors. The, the ship comes in. They're going to be there for 24 hours. They've got 24 hours to make the absolute most of their time in the greatest city in the world. And what are they going to do? And they're so excited. Um, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are I they going to do? They're going to have fun. They're probably going to, you know, they're probably, I, I don't know. They're probably going to chase women. They're going to, they're going to look for love. They're going to, they're probably going to have a beer or two, maybe a glass of bourbon and uh, they're going to, they're going to have fun. So, and they're going to see the sights. So uh, well, maybe we should uh, check out this track from On the Town, New York, New York. New York, New York, a wonderful town. The Bronx is up and the battery's down. The people ride in a hole in the ground. New York, New York, it's a wonderful town. We should describe this because... Basically, they're in a montage going through Chinatown, Statue of Liberty, other places. The famous places to visit are so many, so the guidebooks say. I told my grandpa I wouldn't miss on any. We got just one day, got to see the whole town right from Yonkers on down to the bay. In just one day, New York, New York, the wonderful town. The rocks is up and the battery down. The people ride in all the ground. New York, New York, it's a wonderful town. All right, that's New York, New York from wow, the film that's, on that's the town. That's just so fantastic. I love, I love the sound of Frank's voice. Um, his voice is so young um, and just pure, clear. That whole American, very American sound. Um, regular guy kind of sound to his voice and uh, the Leonard Bernstein score, everything. It's um, it's really an amazing, an amazing piece of work. It's great. It's it's really amazing. It's what's really funny because I I haven't seen this film in a long time, and it's it's so funny. This montage was shot in New York. I, it's only it only comprises seven minutes of the movie, I think, or less, and it's it's all that they shot on location actually. Uh, according to to Wikipedia, they they shot this montage and other. There's some other shots in on location, but a majority of the location work was this sequence. Okay, and okay, because I, I think there are there definitely are some other location yeah, shots yeah. in the film. But there's a lot but of composite I can see how stuff. A lot of it, yeah, a yeah. lot of it was in there. Um, funny thing about the lyric for this song uh, on Broadway, uh, New York was described as a hell of a town. But that term was not appropriate for a film to be released in 1949. So New York became a wonderful town. And um, just a just a funny thing that uh, they they rolled with it. They did a great job. Um, it it's uh, it's it's still good. And um, but it's just it's funny uh, that uh, that they needed to 
They needed to tweak that line a little bit there. How edgy. Yeah. How edgy. It's a wonderful yeah. town. Yeah. The montage is great. They're, they're, um, it, it, it's, a, it's a heck of a town because they're, they go from, <laughs> they go from the Brooklyn Naval Yards. Yeah. Actually, I don't, I don't know if they, I, I, when I lived in New York, Fleet Week let off, I think, over on the, the west side of town. <laughs> Maybe it's, it does in the movie, but basically it's in June. I believe it's in yeah. June and um, May or June. And, uh, and so, yeah, they're just, sailors are everywhere in New York yeah. during that time. And so it's really funny because there's no way that they could physically pull off what they're pulling off in this montage because they're <laughs> they're at the Statue of Liberty and then they're like riding horses at one point. They're, they're, they're riding horses. They're like hanging out the top of a, a, an open cab. Uh, you know, they're they're running around. Uh, they're on top of Rockefeller Center. Uh, you know, it's, I, you know, it's you, amazing. I had the exact same thought, Larry, when I watched this clip earlier today. I thought that is so great, so amazing. But there's no way they could do a third of that in 24 hours. It takes a long time to go like out to the to go out to the Statue of Liberty right. and do these different things. Right. If you Anybody do it in been, real life, it takes a while. Anybody who's been even to the Empire State Building, you're just waiting forever just to take an elevator. You know, <laughs> right, these guys, right. like who who in their right mind in wh what year was this again? 1949. Uh, yeah. Who in their right mind in 1949 would give a sailor a horse, an open <laughs> riding horse <laughs> through Central Park? <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe that that happened uh -oh. illegally. Maybe they, you know, got got had a little, you know, few too many, and then uh, stole some horses. But yeah, it's it's huh. uh, it's a great sequence. It's beautifully shot. I mean, it's just it's amazing for the footage for its time. And I love the crowd. The crowds are like sitting around watching them at Rockefeller Center, where the ice skating rink is there at the, at the statue, and uh, you know, they're just. They're just uh, ending the number and the whole crowd is behind them watching them do, you know, film this production. So it's great. Uh, what a very great one. good. Very good. Yeah. That's uh, we, we played that um, movie for our twins before we took them to New York for the first time years ago. And uh, when they were little kids and yeah, that I, I apologize now because the Bronx is up and the batteries down, maybe sticking with you for a while. Oh yeah, uh, in your mind, yeah. It's worth it though. It's great, uh, it's a great song. I, I didn't want to move away from uh, from this uh, this Kings County Distillery too fast yeah. because oh yeah, um, we, we've had the chance to taste the bourbon, but um, uh -huh. the one of the one of the unique things that they're doing, and it's just you know, you know, you you you're, you're a distillery in New York. What do you got to do to to be different? Right, you got to be bold. You got to be. Uh, different. You got to try new things, right? I mean, you can do a rye, you can do a bottled and bond, you can do a bourbon, you can do American whiskey, right? What else can yeah. you do? Yeah. These guys are maybe the only people in the only distillers in the United States of America who are doing a peated bourbon. So they're they're smoking what? peat. They're smoking peat. And under their grain and, and they're peating their grain, their corn and their grain, and then they're distilling it into a bourbon. And wow. so I gave you a sample there, Luke, of their yeah. peated bourbon. So this is the, 
Larry was very nice to make sure I had samples uh, of these so I could have a drink as well and uh, enjoy them, uh, not just virtually, not just by watching Larry drink it, but I could have it too. And um, yeah, so this is a this is a peated bourbon. Is that what they're calling it? That's right. It's peated. Peated. I don't. Okay. I don't know. I'm a, you can buy peat taste logs. Well, you can you can buy peat logs from Scotland. They will ship them to you. Mm. Um, and so a lot of people are using that to, to peat some uh, rye and peat some mm. other type spirits. But th- I think these guys are the first ones to ever release a peated bourbon in the United States of America. Well, I'm going to say I have never had a bourbon like that before. <laughs> that is really, really unique, really unique. And of course, if you don't know, if you don't if you don't drink scotch, a lot of scotch is peated, not all of it, but. But there's yeah. a lot of uh, peated scotch, and Larry knows a lot more about that than me. But that's a sort of a scotch thing, and now they've they've brought it here. Yeah. And um and why? I mean, where else but New York? I mean, that's the the lady who stands in the harbor. She lifts her lamp. She welcomes everybody, and she welcomes apparently peat. Yeah. And then uh, they 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 peat the stuff, and you got some got a little uh, got a little scotch in the in this a little uh, yeah, you got, a little you got Scotland. A little... You got a little smoke on the back. I, mm-hmm. It's very buttery. It it, it 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 ramps up the sweetness a little bit more for me because it's got that that uh, especially in the finish. You're tasting this kind of buttery, you know, grainy kind of buttery taste on the end of this. But mm-hmm. um, if you like if you like scotch, if you like smoky stuff, and it's not it's not that peated. It's not heavily peated. It's just got it has a little bit of a sharp smoke yeah. note in there, and then it's got a char on the back end. Um, I really like this one. It's it's. Uh, it's it's a fun one, yeah. And I mean, I I like I like scotch. You know, I've I've enjoyed scotch uh, with you from time to time. It's not you know what I think about uh, most of the time, but I and and I'm not wild about the peated uh, overly peated. But you know what? This is uh, this is tasty. Well, there's I plenty say, of scotches. I think they might have uh, might have gotten a nice sweet spot here. Put some yeah, peat without it being overly done. There's plenty of scotches that aren't peated like this even you know so so mm-hmm. this is this is a little heavier than you could find mm-hmm. in some scotches but um you know they're there's they're still working this out too so you know I, I, with age i think they can get better at it but um it's a fun one it, it's definitely one of those ones you can pick up a 375 of at the store yeah. um it's it, because it's a craft bourbon it's a little pricier but it's mm-hmm. one of those kind of a, you know again a, save it for a special occasion if you're going to go to like a campfire um, situation like with the, with the guys for the weekend, or, you know, if you want <laughs> right. to sit around, if you want to sit around the, uh, the, the can that's on fire under the bridge, <laughs> under the Brooklyn bridge, um, <laughs> like they do in the movies, uh, you know, uh, you can, you can do that. Um, and, and just pull this out and, uh, warm your belly. All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a break and then, uh, we're going to go to break with a song. And, uh, after the break, we'll talk about it and, uh, we'll enjoy the rest of this peated bourbon. How about that? Every evening I wish upon a star That my brand new bright tomorrow isn't very far When that heavy blue curtain of night is raised up high It's the sensation that's sweeping the nation with two classics together at once The Voice and The Hooch Drinking three songs, two pours, just like the 
chairman likes the nectar of the gods. Listen wherever you get today's newest radio broadcast digital creations, and remember to drink often and listen responsibly. Uh, the other way around, see? Drink responsibly and listen often. Way out of sight I like the sunrise So heavenly to see I like the sunrise I hope it lights for me I hope it lights Welcome back to Frankly Drinking. <laughs> so good. That uh, this 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 record. Well, let's talk about this record and then I'll yeah. I'll, I'll give my two bits. Because it's yeah. it, it's become one of my favorites. Yeah, this is uh this is a great track. Um I like the sunrise. It was um it was written uh by Duke Ellington and it was recorded for the 1965, 1968 rather, album, Francis A. and Edward K. Um, it was the great team up between Sinatra and Duke Ellington. Um, I said on a previous program that no song by Duke Ellington was on this record, but I was wrong. There's actually one song by Duke Ellington, and it is this uh, this song, I Like the Sunrise, um, and... It is from a wonderful album, an album that kind of fell through the cracks. I think at the time it wasn't a wasn't a huge uh, commercial or critical success. Um, it was an attempt, maybe, to bring together two um, two just timeless names in American history. I mean, American musical history, like. Uh, it was done with with Frank Sinatra and um, Count Basie on on two earlier albums. So the idea was bring together Frank with Duke Ellington. I think it's an amazing record. I, I love this album, and it's it was really arranged good. by Billy May. Um, has a quirky title. I think the title and the co- the cover's a little. The cover is fine, but I, I'm not sure the cover really inspired purchases. Because uh, it showed really old pictures of Frank and um, and Duke Ellington, and so uh, yeah, they were going they're, they're against baby photos. They're baby photos of the two. Yeah, and they, it's it's Francis A. and Edward K. So it doesn't even say it's not like Frank Sinatra, Duke Ellington together at last, the amazing duo. I mean, you know, they didn't you sell the it on the, the record jacket. So no, that that's the issue. If you search for if you search for this, or you search Frank Sinatra, and you go through on iTunes, on Apple Music, mm-hmm. it doesn't come mm-hmm. up because of this. Oh, really? Right. So wow. it, it's it's actually you're right. There, there's a few there's a few Sinatra records because the the way the title is of the artist, he it doesn't huh. pop up in his discography, and you have to search the right way. Um, and but yeah, it's just it's the same kind of thing. Think about it like as an LP. 
back then, you know, you're looking at this cover and it's brown and orange and it's, you know, their names are really small and handwritten yeah. font or hand, handwriting yeah. at the bottom of it. So like yeah. Script, in the script, it's hard to even read the names. Right. Exactly. And so yeah. it's like, what's, what, what, I remember digging in a, in a record shop and seeing this and I was like, what is this? And I just thought it was like this compilation or something, you know, I didn't realize it was actually a release, you know, and, um, since then, though, once I put it on the turntable, once I listen to it, I it's 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 like my go to one of my go to's if it's early in the night and it's like cocktail hour and there's like people over. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll put this on because, you know, with some other jazz, because it's really great. It's a it's a great album. Yeah, it 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 really is. And um, this song, you know, I've listened to this album over and over again. But this song, just a couple weeks ago, when we were thinking about this show, maybe, no, it was maybe a week ago, I just thought, wow, I like this song. I like the optimism of it. I like the fact that, you know, they're they're going through, he's, he's going, he's in the night and he's looking forward to the sunrise. He's in that darkness, but, but, but looking forward to the coming dawn and, um, so I thought that was really, really appropriate to uh, to this show and to the time that that's happening right now. Um, one of the one of the ironies, one of the ironies of this, of course, <laughs> is is that Frank Sinatra himself was a night owl, and um, he he stayed up really, really late a lot, um, and I think. I'm not sure how many sunrises he saw unless he stayed up all night because I think he went to bed at three or four in the morning uh, oftentimes and didn't get up until noon or, you know, he just, he had that whole night owl thing. He loved, he loved staying up late. He loved hanging out with his friends, with people late into the night. He oh, didn't yeah. want to miss anything that was happening in the night. And then eh, the morning, he wasn't, he wasn't the biggest morning person. That's putting it mildly. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of the New York, when you're a certain age, or maybe if you just have a certain demeanor, mm. that's kind of the mm -hmm. New York way. I mean, when I first moved there, the spirit of New York, the energy of New York, you know, there were, there were many times where I remember just, you just keep going and you just keep going and you're not necessarily drinking and partying. You're just, you're just going from one restaurant to mm -hmm. another restaurant and then someone's house after that or apartment and mm -hmm. you're talking and then there's music playing. And the next thing you know, it's two in the morning, it's three in the morning. There were, there were a few times where, you know, it would be a weeknight and I'd find yeah. myself walking alone, you know, through union square or, uh, across town. Uh, cause I didn't want to take the subway late at night back then. Mm -hmm. And, um, cabs were in a shift change or they weren't running or, you know, <laughs> honestly, I, I just didn't have much money. You know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to throw down for a cab again, but back then mm. it was just one of those things where you were just taking in the sights and sounds of the city and, you know, everything, I, everything from that period of time, I remember vividly that first six months, you know, three to six months of living in New York. And so I can, I can feel, I can relate to this, to the lyrics of this song in the same way, because you're just kind of waiting for the, for the next, you know, the next thing. And then you got to face the consequences of actually waking up and going to work at a decent hour and struggling <laughs> and struggling through your day, you know, from just going to a birthday party the night before. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's the city that never sleeps, Larry. It never sleeps. I mean, you and I were there in 2015. I remember just walking and walking and walking. And you were wearing loafers even. And we were just walking and walking, walking. <laughs> and my feet were killing me. And I'm wearing tennis <laughs> shoes. And you're like wearing loafers. I don't know how you did it. But, you know, we're, I remember walking up Fifth Avenue. Uh, it was literally late, you know, and it was just, uh, I think we, I think we did, did we walk through Union Square? I think we walked through, I'm sorry, we walked through uh, Central Station. Grand Central, right? Yeah, Grand Central. Yeah. You know, th that's what's yeah. amazing is you can go in Grand Central any time of the night, you know? Yeah, and we and we were at, um, to go back to the beginning of the show, we, we were at uh, Madison Square Garden uh, to see you too on on that yeah. trip uh, in 2015. And um, and we, you and I also saw you two there in October of 2001. Yeah. Um, just... Uh, just a few weeks. It was it was Halloween weekend, so only six seven weeks after nine eleven. And um, boy, that was um, that was amazing. Um, just to see uh, that city uh, coming together and um, honoring the people that had sacrificed themselves and the those who had lost their lives. But um, it was it was transcendent really um that that show in 2001 it's a you know that's the thing it's like it's not just manhattan it's not just brooklyn and queens it's not just you know the boroughs of staten island mm -hmm. you know it's not just mm -hmm. hoboken it it's the whole surrounding it's connecticut i have friends in connecticut who commute down obviously mm -hmm. i have friends from you know white i know people from white plains who would take a train I knew people from Philadelphia. I worked with people from Philadelphia who would take a train and come to work every day on a train from Philadelphia. And, wow. you know, and so the, you know, the whole support system that, you know, the people that feed into that city and th that love that city, you know, they might not love the sports team because they might be a, you know, I don't know, they might be a, you know, a, a Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles fan, you know, right, and, right. or, you know, a, a Mets fan versus a, a Yankee fan, but you know, they, they still, the Mets fans and the Yankees fans will still stand up together, you know, and they will, they will come together and they will unite to make things better. And, uh, and I think especially the, uh, hospital workers and the emergency staff, we saw that with the firemen during nine 11, especially we're, mm -hmm. we're seeing that now we're going to see it more and more because we're right now in the worst part of it for them. And, uh, we can only hope that over the next few weeks, if not quicker, that things will get better uh, with, you know, what's going on up there. If everyone, you know, does their part. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just, just a, just a couple guys um, sitting in their homes in Atlanta uh, working on this podcast. And um, we, uh, we, we wish everyone um, in New York the best and uh, we can't wait to uh to visit again so yeah i think that uh with that we're gonna pour a drink for uh the big apple and there's no yeah. other way to do that other than uh with uh some high quality ingredients uh mm -hmm. in your own very own uh at home manhattan yes yes the classic bourbon cocktail uh, often made with rye as well sometimes but a classic bourbon whiskey cocktail the manhattan um one one part or two parts two parts bourbon one part uh, sweet vermouth 
and uh, maybe some bitters. And then if you want, I, I like to I like to put a cherry in there. I like those uh, yes. fancy uh, Luxardo cherries. You can't go wrong that, with a Luxardo uh, cherry. If you, if you uh, want to go ahead and put down some money on a Luxardo cherry, especially if you're the only person in your household drinking Manhattans, uh, it's yeah. worth the price. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I got this I got this current jar for Christmas, I think. And um, we, I'm, I'm like I'm like a quarter of the way into it. This thing might last me all year. I don't know, especially well, if I don't have any parties over here and serve a bunch of Manhattans. I, d- I definitely, months, yeah, but, I uh, definitely use a jar of Luxardo a year, and that's it. I mean, I don't, I don't drink Manhattans yeah. every day, but some people do, and so they want to save money on the cherry. I here, here's the thing: you can skimp on like one or two ingredients in your uh, Manhattan, especially right now. You don't want to go through your nice stuff, you know. You don't want to put, <laughs> uh, you don't want to put, uh, you know, like a twelve-year-old Weller in there or something no, crazy. No, 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 no. But. No. Um, but uh, I, I have chosen um, in, in honor of my girlfriend's father, who lives in, uh, in Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, mm. Gentleman Jack as our Jack Daniels selection tonight. And we're making a, a Gentleman Jack Manhattan. There's actually a, a, a Gentleman Manhattan uh, where you use sweet vermouth and dry vermouth uh, on the Jack Daniels website. Oh. Uh, there's a recipe there. But we're just huh. doing a straight up Manhattan uh, to keep it simple. Um, and, Manhattan uh, with uh, with Gentleman Jack. Yeah, I think that's a. I, let's have a little taste here. Yeah, I mean, mm. now now what's what is what else is in yours? Because I used uh, I used a very fancy vermouth for mine. I did not use a fancy vermouth. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what brand it was. I don't have the bottle handy, but I do want to just raise a Manhattan here. Yes. Uh, to my mother-in-law, Louise, because Louise, um, she loves a Manhattan, and so does my father-in-law, Ed. But I would say, you know, I've I've probably had um, I, a good percentage of my Manhattans in life I have enjoyed with my mother-in-law. We we both like a Manhattan. That's great. She's she's a mm-hmm. she's a lady of fine a fine taste. She is. She is. Well, they lived. They lived in Connecticut, Larry, for years. Um, and and Ed would uh, commute uh, to the city, and uh, came into Grand Central, and yeah. and worked there worked go. in Manhattan, and a um, lot of great lot of great stories from uh, from my in laws about about their time in Connecticut and New York, and yeah, it's just great stuff. The um. The Gentleman Jack is smoother than regular Jack, so that's why we recommend using that, and that's why mm-hmm. it's our Jack pick. So it, it makes it actually makes a good Manhattan. I have to say, it actually makes a pretty good Manhattan, it, I, especially I if agree. you use the right. I agree. If, I not, I've never had one before. Yeah, but, and I, uh, I use then, um, I, I don't use Angostura bitters. I use mm, Paychards mm-hmm. bitters. So okay. mine looks like grape juice because it's so because I use Kochi uh, vermouth and I use. Uh, the Paychard bitters and which are red. And so it looks like dark oh, grape yeah. juice. Yeah. I, I use the Angostura bitters in mine. And, um, like I said, I have no idea what kind of vermouth, but does it really matter? Not yeah. that much, yeah. especially when you got some gentleman Jack under there. I mean, this yeah. is good. It's a little, it's a little bit, it's a little bit oakier. It's, you know, it's, it's great. It's, it's really smooth and great. Well, I think uh, there's no better way to uh, 
to end this show than with a Manhattan with friends and supporting all of our friends in New York. Um, I've got many friends up there still to this day, even though I lived there such a long time ago. And uh, we're thinking about you. And um, this is for you. Uh, we are going to do this New York show much later in the season, but I'm glad we pulled it up. And uh, I've really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, cheers. Cheers to New York. And um, we'll just uh, we're going to play a song here in just a minute. But um, this song um, was one of became one of the signature songs of um, Frank Sinatra. Um, it debuted in a film in 1977 uh, starring Liza Minnelli, uh, directed by um, Martin Scorsese. And it was recorded for Frank's uh, trilogy album uh, that was released in 1980. Um, interesting note uh, that Frank, um, the song did not really become popular out of the movie in 77. But when Frank did uh, a residency or he did a few shows at Radio City Music Hall in October of 1978, Frank started singing this song and it really started to catch on in the public imagination. Certainly it caught on with Frank and Frank, um, when he did his next album, um, he did this song. Um, the arrangement is, is by Don Costa. It's a song music by John Kander and lyric by Fred Epp. And, um, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the great, Sinatra classics. It is not a, um, um, it's, it's not a discover Frank track. The, um, I like the sunrise was more of the discover yeah. Frank track on this That's show. A discover the whole um, album. You will, you will, you will not, this is not one that you have not discovered before, but it, it is a tribute, um, to New York. And, um, I I'm Luke and you've been listening to frankly drinking I'm Lawrence, and, and I got to tell you that this is the biggest pep rally for New York you could ever have in <laughs> one man's voice. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. These little town up to you.